0: welcome to the strategic talent management people solution podcast we solve your people challenges people are the most important ingredient for your business or organization's success we believe the way to take your organization to the next level begins with knowing your people and yourself
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to STM's People Solutions Podcast. I am Art Boulay, the founder of Strategic Talent Management, and today I'm here with everybody's favorite CPA, David Jean, to talk about a decidedly non-CPA problem. Before we get into that, David and I have known each other forever. He's a partner in Alban Randall & Bennett here in Portland, Maine, and heads up their succession planning division. David's very knowledgeable about the legal and tax options and challenges in succession, and we sometimes work with him on the people side of those projects. It was one of those people issues we were discussing the other day when David observed that oftentimes companies and owners like us treat our best people poorly. Now, this is an onion with many layers. And so David Tell us what you were thinking about when you made that observation, or what situations you've observed where that's taken place. Well, first
0: of all, thank you for having me on your podcast.
1: You're very welcome. It appears that uh, you had nobody
0: else. Uh, no, nobody done, else. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I can. I understand and appreciate that. Uh, it's just uh, it's an observation that I've, I've seen for many, many years. Where you know we talk to business owners, and yeah, we'd have situations where they would say that you know they're they've got people who Oh, they're good people who are overburdened, overworked, and and it just amazes me. We, we conversations with these business owners, and all too often they'll say that, yeah, you know, we 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 rely heavily on on these individuals. There there are there are you know they're, yeah, they're dependable, dependable, um, and uh, you know, always take the least path of resistance. Right, for most business owners, if, if you want to get something done, you you tend to delegate uh, assigned work to those who um who are the sort of the best in class uh,
1: mm-hmm. in your organization.
0: But by doing so, what do we do is we overburn and we overload our good people. And
1: I, I like that expression, the path of le- least resistance, because they know how we work. They know what to expect. They know how to get it done. And in five minutes, we hand off the project and we can go off uh, on a sales call or whatever we need to do. But uh, what's the what's the long-term cost of that? I mean, what, I mean, so what? We pay these people well and they do a lot of work. So what? Well, it's it's, it's for some of the, we have we have employees that handle
0: those two situations differently. You know, we'll have, uh, you know, one type of employee who will push back and communicate and saying, you know, geez, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm overburdened and uh, I don't mm-hmm. have the support I need, you know, can we problem solve? There's something we can do. And we have those other people who walk into your office quietly and hand you a piece of paper yep. uh, with a 14 day, you know resignation period and and that's unfortunately how a lot of employees handle those situations that particularly those that aren't, aren't are, you know confrontational or, or or who don't like conflict and oftentimes you know we'll lose some of our best people unexpectedly yeah and that's the true cost and all too often you know we'll see
1: those people burnt out so you know? so what's the solution you and I have been in there we're probably Guilty of doing that a few times oh, sure. in our careers. Oh, sure. What what's the solution? How do you, if you were talking to a, you know, I'm I'm your client. You're talking to me about this. What do, what do I do to avoid that kind of situation, David? I think it starts with recognition. You know, do we do we have uh, an issue?
0: Are we overloading our good people? Uh, and do we have other employees that perhaps are underutilized mm-hmm. or um, you know not uh, you know. Not properly you know resource allocated I guess is a sort of one word or or are they is it really a sort of a workload balance situation mm-hmm. and and really the question is you know if this is happening in an organization where your best people are being burnt out they're working more hours than other other folks is is why um, you know is it uh a matter of that these other employees who are let's say underutilized uh is it um the situation where they are given the challenges when in fact they can rise to the challenge are they not uh, people not spending the the time to train them to invest with them to developing or is it perhaps an aptitude issue where
1: you know that's a bigger issue mm-hmm. um, yeah that's a different issue that's and, a different issue and if you've got that kind of a problem you either got to make up your mind to cut the cord or right. or or use them in a function that's you know suitable to their skill level but something you mentioned to me earlier when we were talking, is that most people want to do well. I think the key there is, first of all, appreciating what that means, but do well at what? And you only know that if you talk to them and you have regular discussions about their future desires and what they'd like to be working Mm -hmm. on or maybe not like to be working Mm on. Uh, And that takes time, and I think right there is part of the reason we end up, we go to the same highly skilled highly developed uh, colleague time after time cuz you know we haven't talked to art and he's you know it takes time and I'm not sure i have the time to, to talk to him sufficiently so what what about that how do you how do you convince yourself or convince an owner hey it's worth investing in this maybe young or underdeveloped talent to bring them along
0: yeah and i think a lot of it is 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 you know the being intentional in terms of training and developing other individuals, it's also a bit. Of, it can be also a bit of a you know morale and and a and a, a, satisf- a employee satisfaction mm-hmm. issue because if you see some of your other coworkers being assigned the the high you know the yeah. the big account or the or the a uh, great project mm-hmm. or something, then um, you know those opportunities are given other people. That does definitely has an impact to morale and satisfaction. When in fact, oftentimes. You know, we have preconceived notions that, you know, this person may not be able to handle it because they're relatively new or they haven't done this project before. Mm-hmm. When in fact, uh, as we all seen many, many times over, if you give our people opportunities, they will rise to the occasion. Yeah, no, I
1: think that's it's, exactly it's,
0: right. It's intrinsic. I think people want to do well, they want to shine, they want to show value, and they want to enjoy what they're doing. But training takes time, right? Yeah.
1: And sometimes I'm not even sure it's training, although, training or showing people how to do something for the first time or rolling up your sleeves or whatever is absolutely part of the equation. But a lot of times it's just being there to answer some questions, guide, you know, they're this younger person or fairly new person. I mean, they're there in your shop for reason. In your case, they probably are working on a CPA or they mm-hmm. certainly have accounting knowledge and experience. So they don't need so much training. They just mm-hmm they might have to come back to you a couple of times on the project to ask for more detail or ask for a file that you don't usually put a lot of time in developing because, oh, I always give that to Art. He knows what I need. I don't have to fill out the paperwork. But investing in that time uh, is investing in that person. And I always remind people, yeah, the first couple of times through, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's a time sink. You're going to have to answer a question or whatever. But once you've done that, you've got yourself a new and probably eager talent who wants to do more of that work and is, is grateful for the opportunity. Well, I'm
0: sure you see this many times over. I know I have is with delegation comes responsibility. So if you've got uh... Uh, an upper-level manager that is, you know, assigning a task to another individual that may be new or maybe a new project that they haven't done before. Sometimes it's not communicating what the expectations are. Mm-hmm. You know, this, yeah, is, exactly. this is specifically what I want for the deliverable or the end result. This is how we're going to get there. Let me just spend a time. You know, mm-hmm. setting up the expectations. And 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 perhaps helping to to help that individual better understand what is expected of them, as opposed to often oftentimes we'll see in a lot of owners, uh, excuse me, a lot of businesses where you're, there's a handoff, and that handoff is here's a folder, everything you need to know is in the folder. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions, I'm down the hall, and just give me, you know, just give me a
1: ring if you need help. Well, that's not, that's not a handoff, right? Yeah, no, that's right. And the the other thing you were talked about earlier was the learning how to delegate properly and i think you gave your own personal story on this is you wake up one morning and you've been working seven days a week for you know months yeah. on end uh, because you don't want to take the time to delegate well guess what developing those people around you the people that might not be obvious candidates or right away or might not uh, uh, immediately come to mind that's how we get our weekends back or get some, get some time back of our own. So learning how to do this is, it's got a selfish benefit. Uh, You know, the delegation means I don't have to work quite as many hours. And it really does. And, and, and for those
0: who are maybe, uh, you know, new managers or, or or they're still in their development, uh, being able to, to delegate to others really makes you a better leader and and a better manager. So, uh, it, it really is a win-win for you know the both the 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 delegator
1: and maybe the delegatee. I'm not sure if that's that right <laughs> I know. is that, that a word? word. I'm not sure. Well you're a CPA, you don't know English anyways. <laughs> no, no, no. We just we just know numbers. <laughs> you know, there's a it again, we were talking about this earlier, but another way to look at this is you know, okay, so you're lazy and you don't want to do the training and the hand holding. Okay, so you you give the assignment to your best worker with the further expectation to that over you know person that you tend to overburden i want you to give this to that younger person that new person on the crew i want you to develop that talent and in this way you're getting a double double benefit out of your delegation this young version of yourself that someday will stumble into the fact that delegation actually has a payback you're going to force him or her to train and mentor and develop somebody else so they learn much earlier than you and I did that delegation is actually a very good thing to invest your time in
0: it is and oftentimes you know we we get to delegate and we get to do or 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 or, you know sort of open up more time to do the things that you enjoy that you're passionate about that is probably a better value like selling promoting the business Absolutely.
1: Making that extra client call.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you know, and I think that the other sort of selfish benefit comes from that as well is those people that you delegate aside responsibility, that you train, coach, and, and so forth, they're going to really support you in your own career development so if you if you if you if your goals are to be you know an executive you know management level or maybe to be an owner that um they're going to support you within the organization mm-hmm. and uh could provide really, you know tremendous tremendous well, this, value
1: this gets right to your specialty which is succession so immediately I started thinking about yeah that's a, that's absolutely critical in succession how do you see how would you look at the, this whole issue of developing training the bench you know the next generation managers how does that play into the succession decision
0: Well, when we deal with exit planning, succession planning, you know, depending on, you know, the type of transfer, is it going to be a third party? Is it going to be inside? Is it going to be an ESOP? Now, keep in mind for most small businesses, about 60 to 70% of all transfers are internal, whether it's an Mm -hmm. ESOP, a transfer to a family member, a key employee, or perhaps a key employee group, you know, those are all different forms of internal transfers. So, you know, from a preparedness perspective, is that when we're ready to you know, sort of transition, uh, you know, ownership and responsibilities is that, is the company going to skip a beat? Do mm-hmm. we have the talent, the resources to continue to build, build upon the company? Mm-hmm. And that's really a conversation we have with the business owner and really take an inventory of who we have at the management level. And, you know, are we deep? we do yeah. and you know whenever we deal with succession planning the most important party to the transaction is the company mm-hmm. there's a lot of small business you know transactions or buyouts to usually leverage the finance by the owner to some extent so we need to make sure that the company's going to be at least strong or
1: if not stronger moving forward and you just can't plan you're going to okay in a year i'm going to be out of here and the, the crew's going to take over if you haven't invested that time earlier in the development and developing people to themselves delegate and so forth all you know we we've talked about this before the i learned from you the value of the the value of the uh company yeah it has to do with buildings and machinery but the bigger value is the people and if the if it's depending on the owner to be there for the next 10 years yeah, you know. frankly, it doesn't have a value. Yeah,
0: and you know, we always joke around. in The past that you know, we 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 have the thirty day test. And that thirty day test is, you know, dear, you know, Mr. Business Owner, Mrs. Business Owner, you know, can you go on vacation for the next thirty days and not check in the office? And the answer is, I can't. Can't leave the office for more than a day. Yeah, that's that. that tell uh, that uh, really telling mm-hmm. about you know the organizational development of the company. and That you know, you, you've got some holes to holes to fill.
1: Yeah, you talked about that earlier. The uh, We were summing up about uh, kind of the key things we've talked about so far. And one of those was probably the most important two uh, solutions to this whole issue of developing the next layer of talent and setting expectations and so forth is delegation is good for the owner because it, yeah. it frees you up. Uh, so that's a, that's a, uh, that's a, you could put it under the, category of selfish techniques i'm going to learn how to delegate but and and also developing that next layer down that you're develop. you know you're delegating to your next uh, layer down but then encourage them to further delegate and train and hold the hands of those even younger staff that that's how you develop the deeper bench but the, the cost really is especially when you think about succession is Not having a deep bench, uh, and frankly, not being able to depart the company with the cash in the pocket you'd really like. Anything else you'd you'd add to kind of those key points? We talk about you know, you know that when we talk
0: about you know, bringing or, or, or enhancing value in companies. You know, we have this, this concept of value drivers. There are a number of value drivers that add value. It could be diversification of customers, you know, documented policies, procedures, mm-hmm. financial controls, uh, you know, name, reputation, you know, intellectual property, those sort of things. But, you know, the mother of all value drivers are the people and the bench. And even if you're looking at a third party sale, you say, right. well, you know, that's not as important. It, it, it really is important, mm-hmm. if not just as more important because depending on who the is, what are they acquiring at the end of the day, right? They're acquiring the business, the product right. and service, but the team, the people. the people. And if that owner, you know, is going to, you know, leave after six months or a year, what do I have, you know, for continuity
1: mm-hmm.
0: sakes. So that acquire is going to evaluate the depth and the talent of that management team. So again, whether it's a third party or inside deal, um, in both scenarios, you know, the
1: equally important. It was interesting. You talked about in developing and delegating and so forth, the value of documented processes. And I found here uh, because we were so small, frankly, we didn't need to document no stinking processes. Everybody knew what they were. And I found as soon as I got serious about developing the next layer down, you know what they were complaining about? Art, there's no documentation. Right, right. It's all in your head. Right. So the the delegation part and developing the people will force you to do all the other things that are value drivers in the succession plan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, I think you know. Not to be redundant, but you know, we 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 the the the, the team and the, the strength of the bench of the next level of management, you know,
1: the, it truly is the, the the mother of all value
0: drivers. Right, it truly is.
1: And well, say, there's another good selfish reason for the owners listening. You got to do this. That's how you're going to make your company more valuable to a buyer, whether it's again internal or an external buyer.
0: It, we 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 seen this time and time and time again. You know, if we were to compare, you know, high-performing companies to underperforming companies, you know, one of the major differentiator is really going to be the culture, the 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 depth of the management team, and really, you know, how everybody is treated, Mm -hmm. and and developed, and
1: so forth. And um, well, it gets to the broader organizational development issues you were talking about before and that's one reason I think we you and I connected so readily because you were very comfortable with the legal and the accounting side of succession but you recognize it was a whole people side there really is and I and
0: I think that like any other skill set um it's not something you can read a book and and be Mm -hmm. an expert at and you know without solving you know self-serving here I I do think that for a lot of business owners right they you know, that's not in their wheelhouse in terms of organizational yeah. development, which is a very you know broad. Well, I
1: only go through succession once, <laughs> mostly twice at the most. I mean, once <laughs> once
0: in a while, they'll go twice. But more, most business owners, right, just exit once in their lifetime. Right. Maybe a small handful will will do it twice. So again, the old saying is you only know what you know. And I think for business owners, you know, when we sit with them. Uh, we try and encourage them, look, you know, I've got some, you know, an advisor or a consultant mm-hmm. who, who specializes in, and, you know, a book is not going to compare uh, for dealing with someone who's got 30, 35 years of, mm-hmm. of collective experience and knowledge. Um, so why don't you invest in our people? You know, we're so quick to invest in equipment and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and so forth, but yet we're so somewhat slow invest in our people and why is that
1: well an example i love to give is you've got a say an eighty thousand dollar employee on your staff they're going to be there for 10 years you got yourself an eight hundred thousand dollar investment you probably put more time into that uh, excavator in your yard than you do that uh, that employee so david i want to thank you so much for coming by i'm sure we've got some people thinking on this subject and hopefully taking away some good ideas. So, if people wanted to contact you, what's your, uh, give us your website. So, our website is uh, arbcpa.com.
0: You can just Google Alban Randall, and Bennett in Maine, and uh, we should pop up.
1: And David's worth a talk to, especially if you're thinking about succession or getting ready to plan. Uh, developing that bench to get the very most out of your company so again david thank you for coming by thank all of you for listening once again and we'll stay tuned and we'll we'll come up with some new exciting guests on our next podcast thanks i appreciate it take care so
0: thank you for listening to another episode of strategic talent management's people solutions podcast remember to subscribe to get notifications for new episodes and for more information on strategic talent management Click on the link to our website in the podcast description.